quick note from Adeline Eloise. I haven't been feeling good. I'm waiting on a COVID test. I don't know if I have it or not. But if this episode sounds a little bit like weird and I sound a little out, out of it, it's probably because of that. So enjoy. Hi everyone, this is Eloise with the Take Me to the World Musical Theater Podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about musicals. I'm not doing my episodes about the series that I talked about in the last episode. I'm taking a break from that for now, but I will continue on with that at some point when I get inspiration to do so. So today I want to talk about something that I was thinking about recently, so I'll get into that. I basically watched a YouTube video and then I wrote an essay, and then I was like, I'm going to make this a podcast episode. So enjoy my essay turn podcast episode. Before I begin, uh, let me just say that sometimes I swear, so musicals fucking rule, and that's why. Sometimes I spoil shows. I probably won't spoil anything major, but I do talk a little bit about Tick, Tick, Boom, Rent, In the Heights, Hamilton, and Inside, I think are the main ones. This is about movie musicals, but it's different than the other episode I have about movie musicals, so don't worry, it's not going to be too repetitive, I don't think. Uh, The first episode I had about movie musicals was kind of more defining what a movie musical was, and examples of like what I think are some good and bad movie musicals, and that's in episode four. So I'll have all these uh, movies that I talk about and the shows I talk about linked in my uh, like show notes, I guess you'd say. So if you go to takemetotheworld.com and then you click up top to the word podcast, there you click there, and then you can go to the past episodes. This is going to be episode 15. No, episode 16. Also, I'm not an expert when it comes to theater, especially today's episode because I'm talking about movie musicals and I'm not in the film industry like at all, so just bear that in mind. So the other day I was watching um, a YouTuber who I follow, uh, Kevin Lynch, who talks a lot about like musicals and theater and stuff like that. Um, and he was kind of talking about box office metrics when it comes to movie musicals, sort of going through some of the more successful and least successful movie musicals that have been released uh, like in movie theaters in the past few years, at least when it comes to box office numbers and the amount of money that was made. The video wasn't to say that more money grossed at the box office equals a better musical in terms of story or song or structure or something, but the creator who, you know, I'll I'll link his um, YouTube page in the the show notes, uh, was asking why movie musicals as theatrical releases have kind of lessened in popularity, and I think there's a lot of factors, but my question kind of comes, do movie musicals need a theatrical release? The um, COVID-19 pandemic has been, has been a lot of things, and it's changed a lot of things, and this isn't to say that theater has suffered more than another industry, but it has substantially affected a lot of theater and performances. That's an important topic to discuss at some point, but I want to focus on movie musicals. For myself, a movie musical, as I kind of talked about in episode four, is a way to help a musical, perhaps the work of the composer, lyricist, writer, etc. of the show, reach a wider audience. I had never seen anything by Stephen Sondheim until I watched Sweeney Todd movie in 2007. But even movie theaters have a hard time staying open right now with COVID-19. And granted, a lot of this has to do with kind of safety bylaws and that sort of thing. So where I am right now, movie theaters are open, but you have to wear masks the entire time and you can't eat or drink anything. And I know most movie theaters make the majority of their profits off of concession sales, 
rather than the ticket sales. Early in the summer when I went to the movies, mask wearing was required except if you were eating or drinking. Proof of vaccination for movie theaters is required in my area, but that might not be the case everywhere. And so for those people who might be immunocompromised and can't get vaccinated for legit medical reasons, they might not want to go to someplace like a movie theater that could put them at a higher risk of catching COVID-19 from the public. But most people have access to a streaming service or several, and maybe even good old-fashioned cable TV in their homes. I'd argue that watching a movie musical for most of the movie musicals, maybe not all of them, at home is just as an enjoyable experience or even better than seeing it in the cinema. To me, going to see live theater, like a stage show, is kind of a special event. It's something I'm only going to do a few times a year at the very most. But I don't find that going to the movies, that's, I mean, it's it's still not something I'm going to do very often, but I don't see it as like a special event. I don't, I mean, maybe I'll go for dinner or something beforehand, but it's not like a whole like, oh, I'm going to go see a, a movie and go out kind of fancy thing. There's something to be said about live theater or any live event. Seeing a band in concert is much different than listening to that same band on Spotify. But I don't believe that much is lost aside from, you know, box office revenue. And watching a movie on the big screen on my, t- my TV at home or on my laptop, certainly the experience is going to be different than watching it live on stage. But live theater is kind of few and far between. I want to take a moment, several moments, to kind of talk about the two movies that I actually watched in the cinema, in the movie theater this year. I mean, they were both musicals, kind of. I mean, well, one was, but one wasn't as much but kind of musical. Both I went to the sea in the movie theater, not because I thought the experience would be better on a big screen, but more to support the artists and the people who'd worked on the show. The first movie that I saw in the theater this year was In the Heights, which only ran in my local movie theater for about a week. That movie was supposed to be released the year before, but of course the pandemic pushed things back. And then it was also released on streaming, like I think at the same time or maybe like shortly thereafter. And it was a musical that I wanted to see I didn't know much about it, aside from the fact it was the musical that won Lin-Manuel Miranda Tony before Hamilton, and it took place in the Washington Heights neighborhood. It was actually running on Broadway when I visited New York back in like 2010. I don't think the original cast was on, but it was still running. I didn't see it then, and I kind of had wished that I did, because I heard that it was really good. There hasn't really been a lot of movies, musical or otherwise, that have been coming out in the last few years that I've really wanted to see in the theater, but this was one of them. And I know the movie didn't do great at the box office. I think it cost like $55 million to make, but it only brought home $44 million. Movie musicals, I think, are a pretty hard sell, especially, I mean, had Hamilton not been the success it was, there probably wouldn't be a movie adaptation of In the Heights at all. Even trying to convince people to go see like a movie musical, it's a lot harder than trying to get somebody to go see the new Matrix movie or whatever is kind of a little bit more familiar. Movie musicals, I think, have always been a little bit harder sell for mainstream audiences, unless you're somebody like me who really loves musicals and theater, and then you might be like, let's go see it. I mean, there's probably going to be some people that want to see it because they saw Hamilton and they liked it, or they, they knew that like Anthony Ramos was in it and they were like, he's cute, so let's go see this movie. But, you know, I, I don't think that's going to have a wide box office appeal, and that's fine. I, I, went in, I didn't go in to see the movie to be like, let me make sure that this becomes the most successful movie musical ever. Like, that wasn't really the point. And I quite enjoyed it in the Heights. I mean, like I said, I, I know it didn't do great at the box office, but that's also not really why I went to see it. I went to see it because it was a show that I wanted to see. Whether or not it had good reviews or bad reviews, I probably would have gone to see it anyways. Do I think that had I been able to not see it in the theater, 
if they had just released it on streaming, would it have been a worse experience? I don't think so, no. I don't think I needed to see this in the theater had it not been able to be released in theater. Then the other movie musical I saw in the theater was Inside, the Bo Burnham comedy special that is streaming on Netflix. Now, I'm not gonna lie, I think Inside is one of the greatest pieces of um, let me see, performance art, since it's not really a musical in the traditional sense, um, sense that I've ever seen. kind of want to do an episode on the show, but I kind of don't because I feel like I'm just going to be talking in circles about how great it is. And yes, my Spotify and rap for 2021 told me I was in the top 1% of listeners for Inside that year. So I really, when I say really enjoyed the show, like I really enjoyed the show. And the reason I saw it in the movie theater wasn't because I didn't have access to it or because I thought the experience would be better in the movie theater. It's because I watched it on Netflix several times and proceeded to laugh and cry and feel very called out at several points and not necessarily the ones you're thinking of because I know you're gonna be like white woman's Instagram and not so much that but in a couple other spots but I saw it in the theater because they were doing like the special event screening of the movie it got really popular on Netflix and the reason why I even knew about it was because I heard some of the songs on TikTok and I was like oh this is a Bo Burnham song that I haven't haven't heard this before and then I looked it up and then I watched it and I was like oh my god this is great. Anyways they did it as like a special one night only kind of event at least at the movie theater I was at. There was probably like other theaters that might have done it for maybe two nights and I kind of asked myself if Bo Burnham was going to come to my city for a stand-up special would I get a ticket and I thought yeah of course I would and I'm not familiar with his entire career in comedy but I really loved Inside and I also really enjoyed the other two comedy specials that he has on Netflix which is what make happy so I thought if I were to shell out a hundred dollars to see him live on stage if that were possible at this point in time then why wouldn't I spend twenty dollars to see his work in the movie theater and for me technically I used a gift voucher that I had so I didn't actually spend any of my own money you know I still wanted to kind of in a way sort of like support this art piece and obviously I know it's gotten pretty popular and you know it's not like this is some like indie special that like no one's ever heard about and thanks to me going to the movie theater to see it that now it's a success but when I was watching inside in the movie theater it was the exact same content that I saw while bawling and laughing while watching it on Netflix home I saw the movie because it was this one night special the screening had it only been on Netflix and it didn't have that special release screening that would have been fine with me. I didn't go to see it because I thought the experience was going to be better in the movie theater or because it was going to be different. I just saw it because I liked the show and I kind of wanted to support the artist in this art form. And, and, and to be perfectly candid, I kind of hope Bo Burnham says he's going to like write a musical because I think that would be that I would want to see that 100%. Take all my money. Thank you. I also watched two more movie musicals that were specifically just on streaming and nowhere else. And and apparently this is going to be the uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda special today because they're both shows he was involved with. Now, one was Hamilton, and I'd seen Hamilton on stage in London back in 2018, so I'm not going to talk about that for too long. But I watched Hamilton because I got a Disney Plus subscription for a month that was on special for like $1.99 for a little bit. So I was like, yeah, let me get that. Originally, I wasn't actually going to watch Hamilton because I thought, I've seen this show before. I know what it's about. I don't have to watch it. I've listened to the cast recording. I know all the songs. But the last day before I canceled my subscription, I thought, yeah, let's... And yeah, it's still great. Still love it. And I'm glad I watched it because there was a couple things that, you know, when you see a live show, you only get to see it the one time. And then it's hard to kind of remember the exact details of certain things like, say, the costumes or the set design or even the choreography. 
that was one of the things that I noticed when rewatching it and watching it on, on Disney Plus for the first time was I wasn't so much paying attention to the main performers, which, you know, everybody did great, not not saying that, but I was really watching the choreography because it's kind of amazing. Yeah, so I was watching, kind of focusing more on sort of that stuff rather than like, what's this story about? Because I knew that story. And then the other movie musical that I watched was uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, which Lin-Manuel Miranda directed and has small cameo in. So this was a musical I'd heard a few songs from, but I hadn't seen. It was written by Jonathan Larson, and it's a semi-autobiographical story about a musical theater composer named John trying to write his big hit musical. In the movie, they kind of point out that it's like based on true events, except for the ones that Larson made up. So it's kind of saying that it's true, but it's not maybe all true, 100%. And Larson, that name doesn't sound familiar to you. He went on to create the musical Rent, which completely changed musical theater. For the opening night preview of that show, the off-Broadway run for Rent, Larson suffered from an aortic aneurysm, later to be revealed from undiagnosed Marfan syndrome. And he tragically died. He was only 35 and he never got to see Rent go on to be the success it did. I think for the young generation, for the Gen Zs and the Gen Alphas, I feel so old. But, you know, I was born in 84 and, and I was 12 when Rent came out and I kind of remember the big buzz that it had. The way Hamilton was talked about when it debuted, that's kind of how Rent buzz was during its heyday. But with Rent, there was also this sort of bittersweet tragedy about the show's creator dying before he got to see people enjoy his magnum opus, which made the show's themes of love and community and support and this idea of like no day but today kind of hit even harder. This isn't really about Rent, which is a musical I love, but I understand it has its flaws. Take the Boom didn't make it to Broadway. Larson, while he was alive, he staged the show as a one-man show off-Broadway. And after his death, a few years later, in 2001, it had another production off-Broadway, which was reworked into a three-person musical by playwright David Auburn and arranger and musical director Stephen Oremus. Back in November this year, Tick, Tick, Boom! The movie was released onto Netflix. If you knew about the musical or the movie adaptation of the musical, it was probably because of one of the few reasons. You know about Rent and were curious to see Jonathan Larson's other musical. He did write a few other shows, but only Rent and Tick, Tick, Boom were ever produced on stage. You knew of uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's work and want to see how his directorial debut went. You're a fan of Andrew Garfield, who plays John in the show and wondered how well he can sing. Turns out he can sing pretty well. This is actually the first movie I realized after watching it that I've ever seen Andrew Garfield in, and I was like, wow, he did a pretty good job. Or, you know, maybe it just randomly came up on your Netflix page and you thought, yeah, let's watch this. So basically this show is about writing a musical. It's a show for musical theater nerds and people who are into this idea of what is art and what does art mean. In real life, Jonathan Larson was influenced by Stephen Sondheim, who in musical theater isn't. Throughout his career, Jonathan Larson would write to Stephen Sondheim, who would write back to Larson, kind of, you know, giving him tips about his work and sort of encouraging him to go on. Howard Ho, he's another YouTuber, he did a great video about this idea of mentorship with Larson and Sondheim. And Sondheim himself was actually mentored by Oscar Hammerstein III, it's sort of a circle of artists inspiring each other's art. Back to the main point. Would this movie have been better if I'd watched it in the movie theater? And and again, I don't think it would have been. I don't think it would have been worse, but similar to Inside, I don't think this is the type of movie musical that gains anything from being released in the theater. 
seeing a 20 foot tall Andrew Garfield sing louder than words wouldn't have been more of an emotional impact on me than watching the four inch tall version of Garfield sing that song on my laptop. Plus, when you watch a movie at home, you can ugly cry which I knew was going to happen even before I knew the plot of Tick, Tick, Boom. I kind of knew it was semi-autobiographical, even if it wasn't entirely about like Larson's like, life in detail and like just knowing the whole legacy with Jonathan Larson and Rent and him dying before the show was got big. And yeah, I, I, just, I, like, I just knew I was going to like ball my face off. So the fact that I didn't have to ball my face off in front of an auditorium or next to like a bunch of people trying to like wipe away tears with my napkin that I was also using to wipe up my buttery popcorn fingers. Yeah, I, I'm okay with watching Tick Tick Boom in my room. That was fun. So when it comes to movie musicals, maybe instead of trying to release them, in the movie theaters competing for the latest big blockbuster marvel movie maybe they should just be released onto streaming platforms because here's the thing the audience for movie musicals isn't going to be as big as the audience who wants to see the new spider-man movie and that's not to say that movie musicals don't have merit but i don't think we need to see them on the big screen or maybe if they are released on the big screen it should be done the way that inside was released as a special event with limited engagement while also being available for streaming and if the movie musicals are trying to reach a wider audience then maybe releasing them on streaming is the way to go that way money is spent on producing a well-written well-sung well-acted movie musical instead of spending money on hiring stars that have name recognition but you know maybe don't have strong singing or dancing skills that most musical choir quick aside from editing me uh, I'm not saying that every celebrity that's in a movie musical does a bad job, but I do think there's a lot of money put towards casting big name celebrities when that doesn't always have to be the case if you have a strong cast of people who can sing and dance, and if movies were released directly onto streaming rather than on a massive, you know, in the movie theater, maybe that would help, but I don't really know how movies work, so I could be completely wrong about that. Or, you know, you wouldn't have to spend money on weird CGI mice, kids, and cockroaches like freaking cats did. Is this to say that every movie musical adaptation is bad? No, not at all. But live theater is already something a lot of people can't afford, and even seeing a film in theater falls into that category for a lot of people. So instead of spending money on a movie adaptation of the musical, I think most shows could have a smaller adaptation the way Tick Tick Boom did, or have a stage version that's filmed and released like Hamilton did. Now these are just some of my thoughts, obviously I'm not an expert when it comes to making movie musicals or movies in general, and this isn't even getting to the discourse about how like social media platforms have changed musicals and music content and all sorts of stuff like that, like the way the Ratatouille musicals were released because of fan and artistic engagement on TikTok. The future of live events is kind of this big question mark, and until COVID is in the rearview mirror, I have a feeling it's going to be this way for a while. And even the musical I was supposed to see in a few weeks has been postponed. It's easier to try to get somebody to spend $20 on seeing a movie in the theater than spending $120 on a ticket to see live theater. People who are going to spend $120 on the live theater ticket, they're the people that are really going to love the theater and want to spend that money. But it's also a lot easier to get somebody to spend $20 a month on a streaming service that includes access to movie musicals and other films as well. And I hope this isn't the nail in the coffin for live theater. When that returns safely, I'll happily see some shows, big and small. But until then, I'm going to be content to watch movie musicals on my laptop. So, you know, maybe I'll look at getting a subscription to Broadway HD. And this isn't uh, a, a paid advertisement for any one streaming services. There's a lot out there. Um, they all have varying degrees of different movie musicals that are on them. 
I've got Netflix. I know there's a couple shows on Disney. Not all of them are newer musicals, too. There's also, like, older musicals that are available on some of these services. Uh, Broadway HD is another one. But, yeah, that's just some of my thoughts. I think that's the last episode for this year. I didn't think I'd do an episode this year, but I did. And, again, I'm not feeling great. So, if this sounds a little, like, woozy, it's probably why. All right, everybody, uh, get vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, stay safe. Wear a mask. Probably not the time for live theater right now, but that's okay. Just uh, go on to some streaming services. I'll list a few in the show notes, podcast, episode, page link thing that I have. Um, so you can, you know, maybe subscribe to one or two. Most of them will give you a free trial. And yeah, I'll leave it at that. And hope everybody has a safe and happy 2022.